Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to the 55th edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Of course, Mark is joining me here again. Uh, Headbanging head banging on that new music, dude. I'm loving it. I like that a lot. Yeah, I got to edit it a, a little bit and, and switch up a few vehicles here, uh, but it's, uh, it's a start here. I had to put that together pretty quickly with our technical difficulties and being forced to go to, to video podcasting, which I think will open a lot of doors too, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but number 55, Mark, um, it's actually a very popular number. It re- around here, really, not, not, not lately. Um, you know, down at Slinger, we got Tyler Schley and uh, Richie Locke down there, 55. He's always, he's a super late that runs around there. Hey, back for the old timers, you know, Lyle Nabafeld. There's a name, a, a pioneer back in the day. You know, I see him, he always ran around in a number three, but the time when I was growing up, I remember him as a number 55. Um, and then we can't forget about Kenny Wallace either. But uh, who do you got for 55 there, buddy? Yeah, I have a bunch. Uh, I'm going to touch on something that you just said. Uh, Kenny Wallace, one of my favorite races as a uh, younger kid was when Kenny Wallace was in that 55 car and he pushed uh, Dale Earnhardt from, what, 18th to first at Talladega for Dale Earnhardt's 76th and final win in the what was then the Winston Cup Series. Um, very fond memories of Kenny Wallace in that 55. Uh, you know, I think Michael Waltrip is probably the most notable number 55 after he left Dale Earnhardt Incorporated and he started his own team, uh, MWR. So I have him. How about Tiny Lund? He drove number 55 quite a bit. Uh, Ted Musgrave, Phil Parsons, uh, Bobby Hamilton. He was in it, I believe it was before Kenny Wallace, could be wrong there. Benny Parsons, Brian Vickers was with Michael Waltrip for a while. Uh, Junior Johnson, Mark Martin was also one who drove for Michael Waltrip in that 55. Do you remember his hit at uh, Michigan hitting the end of that pit wall in that 55? Yeah, I've got that photo right down here in the man cave here where that was so close to that that wall uh, spearing uh, inside the car there. He caught it like uh, – Right in the battery area. That was a scary, scary incident that he hit that wall there at Michigan. Very right behind the driver's seat, um, and it pierced through the car. Man, um, I don't know if we'll ever see another hit like that. That was definitely a first for a lot of people. Yeah, we don't want to see that. But, man, you go with them 55s, man. Look at you. I didn't realize that that, that was out there. Well, you said Michael Waltrip, and he was in the Aaron's car back in the day, you know, so – Oh yeah, so yeah, fifty-five is a popular number, but yeah, I, and you know, I can't drive fifty-five. <laughs> you know, uh, one that I have here that a lot of people probably won't remember. It's at, it was actually at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. Donald Van Camp in that maroon, dark red number fifty-five for a few seasons. He was uh, always a fun one to watch. Uh, always one very competitive. Um, and never could put together a season to be a champion, or, but he was close and, and very competitive. Donald Van Camp was one of my favorites out there as, uh, as a younger kid. Yeah, when it comes to Kakana, I don't, I can't really think of too many 55s out there. I do remember Lyle Namafel back in the day that he would come up here, but he was right on the very end of his career that, uh, that I remember uh, him being up here. 
Yeah, and that's the Dells Raceway Park that has that Lyle Nabafeld uh, Memorial Race for the CWRA, correct? Yeah, and they run 55-lap races because of his number. Yep, yeah, they run uh, twin 55s down there sometime in eh, midsummer, end of May, June, somewhere right in there. And I've been there, uh, down there for that event. Yeah, uh, I, I've gone with you. Uh, great event, uh, legend in Lyle Nabafelt. Uh, I was surprised at how many 55s there were at the NASCAR level. Also, I started going through it, and it was kind of crazy. You know, you think about Junior Johnson or – uh, Tiny Lund, I didn't realize uh, they were in the 55 at any point. I think Tiny Lund had like 119 races or, or something like that. So uh, quite a bit of number of races for a couple of these guys. Yeah, yeah. So, but remember, I can't drive 55, <laughs> especially if I'm going to the racetrack, buddy. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's usually 60 all the way out, right? Uh, absolutely. We're not going to try to break the law here, but we're trying to get there. Okay. We're law-abiding citizens. Come on. Yeah, we sure are. You better believe it. <laughs> Sometimes. No. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about the clash. Uh, that was last weekend. I was very skeptical at this. I remember when it was first announced, I made some remarks of that I think it's um, it wasn't needed. Um, it was a ploy to try to get some fans in, and I didn't think it was going to work. And surprisingly, I am pleasantly surprised. I, I'm dead wrong. Wow. That's all I can say. I enjoyed it. The fans supported it. Um, they, they've already picked up the track. It's all recyclable. They can go do this again. Um, it's amazing. Fox ran a great show. Um, hey, them cars... The, the drive off of them cars were just awesome. I don't know if they changed something on the steering box. If you watch the camera, like they came out of turn four, it looked like a street course. You know, it was tight, but them cars had the drive off. I, I thought it was spectacular. They did a really good job last weekend. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, dead wrong on it. You know, uh, Kyle Bush was the fastest qualifier. Uh, they took a couple of, of people from the heats, four people from each heat. Uh, heat one was won by Kyle Busch. Heat two, Tyler Reddick. Heat three, Justin Haley. And heat four, jo uh, Joey Logano. Then they had two last chance qualifiers. And I tell you what, Mark, there's a couple of heavy hitters that were in those last chance qualifiers. For example, the people who qualified it out of last chance qualifier number one, Denny Hamlin. Kyle Harvick, or excuse me, Kevin Harvick, and uh, A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, talk about three very good drivers that had to go through the last chance qualifier. Well, like I told you, I love this heat kind of deal, you know, and if, if, if the sponsor, you know, ends up getting shunned out of it because you didn't make it too bad. It was all on the even field, and it was 23 of the best that made it, 13 didn't make the race, and uh, – I love the heat part of it, uh, the heat, uh, you know, to, to, to qualify to get in. Um, that probably won't work on tracks larger than a half mile. But for what they were doing there, I thought it was perfect. And I love the heat the heat part of it, of, uh, of the uh, racing there. Yeah, you know, in my response to you when you said that was, I think there's a time and a place for heat races. This event would be a perfect one. And then I said, maybe the all-star race. However, I will say this, it was ran a little differently than what they did a few years ago at Bristol. You remember when they 
uh, introduced heat races for the first time, it didn't really mean anything. They basically ran a part of the race and it just meant where you finish is kind of where you're going to start maybe odd or even row for the big race. But with this thing about going home and, and all of that stuff, I think it was a lot different and was perfect for this event. And I kind of expected that for this event, but I think we should leave the stages for, for the normal races and maybe the all-star race and this, uh, we can do maybe some heat races that, uh, that'll work perfectly because it added a lot of entertainment. You know, that last chance qualifiers, you know, the first one was kind of tame and that second one, like, Oh my God. Like, uh, well, we had a bulldozer in there <laughs> with Ty Dillon. You know, I put that on Facebook with a bulldozer. This was his race car. Um, it was just crazy. Um, I talked to you about the contact rule. Um, you know, you said that ain't going to work and everything like that. And it's just a, it's a free-for-all, you know, just like, you know, you just can go in and bury somebody in the, in the ass end of their car, and it ends up taking somebody out two, two cars up ahead. And then... And we saw that also where somebody thinks that they're actually getting hit by somebody, but it's somebody behind them and becomes an accordion and everything on a tight little racetrack. But uh, um, the thing I love to see was the stands, that Coliseum, that Coliseum was packed, dude. And, you know, for California, that's a big deal. And uh, I, I, man, they hit a home run on that, man. I thought that was just a super, super deal. Yeah, when they were running the heat races, I was a little scared because the crowd didn't look all that great. All of a sudden, the big show was starting, and it, it filled in uh, tremendously. You heard the crowd uh, on TV. They said they sold 50000 They came back and said they sold more than $50,000. Uh, so the crowd was excellent, as you just said. It was, it was an awesome event. Uh, speaking of last chance qualifier two now, uh, Ryan Priest was declared the winner after uh, Ty Dillon was called back for a restart violation. That was his second time doing that in the race. So he worked all his way, all the way back up to the front. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to advance with that penalty. Uh, Bubba Wallace and Harrison Burton uh, rounded out the top three to advance there. But last chance uh, qualifier number two was was definitely a wreck fest there. And it's... It just wasn't the, the greatest, in my opinion, but uh, it served its purpose, I guess. Well, you thought, you you and I were talking, you said Harrison Burton is just going to even the score here, you know, <laughs> and, and we definitely thought it was going to be there, but, uh, you know, Harrison showed some composure there, you know, and then after went along and you said he didn't finish the job, you know, you made that comment to me and, you know, and it, he, Harrison, you got to give him a little credit there that, you know, normal normal drivers would have went in there and says i'm going to just absolutely boot you for what you did to me but he didn't and uh i mean there was comers and gores that was just something else it was just like okay guys come on get it together um and uh yeah it was it was exciting it was it was it was fun to watch I expected Harrison to punt him up at least until the third groove and kind of get away there after uh, that move that Ty Dillon pulled on earlier, but he, yeah, I made the comment about he didn't do a good enough job because Ty was able to get back to him and, and pull a similar move, another bump and run on him. And uh, it was entertaining though. It was, it was entertaining. Little bit of a wreck fest, as I said um, there, but it definitely served its purpose. It did. It did. And uh, you know, Hey, 
<laughs> them guys were driving the hell out of it because they wanted to get into the final show, and and it showed. It definitely showed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the ones who uh, went away were Cody Ware, Chris Busher, Ross Chastain, uh, Corey LaJoy, Todd Gilliland, Eric Almarola, BJ McLeod. They were all uh, eliminated in Last Chance Qualifier 1, Last Chance Qualifier 2, uh, Brad Kozlowski, Austin Sindrick, Lana Castle, Kurt Busch, uh, Alex Bowman, Ty Dillon were eliminated in that one. So there were some good cars uh, going home and some damaged cars there. You think about Almarola, he had a bunch of damage. Uh, uh, Kurt Busch, uh, Alex Bowman, there was uh, some some hurt cars there. Poor Kurt Busch, you know. He was just minding his own business. He ended up being three wide. Next thing you know, he got nosed right, you know, just got nosed in and head on to the turn one. He, he said he got put into the danger zone. Um, <laughs> there, it's amazing how, um, you know, they're only doing, what, 60 or 70? But, boy, when they hit that wall, there there is still some speed that's there, and they're still hitting a soft wall. Um, I was surprised how bad Almirola's car was actually tore up when he hit that. That, that right front tire was hanging out of the wheel well, just like, you know, I'm – I'm kind of looking at the Xfinity with the composite body, and I'm looking at this one just like, wow, that tore that car up a lot more. And, you know, later in the feature we'll talk about, too, is the same thing of how a car got tore up so bad just, you know, on a slow-paced race car. I, I'm going to be interested at Daytona when there's going to be something that's going to happen and just see how these cars hold up. But uh, it's not going to match the composite that I see in the Xfinity series. Yeah, what's interesting, um, going back to the Eric Almirola thing, he was not happy with Todd Gillen, and Todd Gillen tried to close into a hole that uh, wasn't quite there, and uh, it was a pretty wild ride, and Eric was not happy about it. No, he wasn't. He wasn't the only one that wasn't happy either. <laughs> As I text you, you know, I, I thought that was kind of a, uh, a junior move, but uh, we'll, we'll put it as that. And uh, But, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, when that car hit that soft wall and it bounced off, just like, look at the damage on that car. And, uh, you know, this day was done. How long was over? Yeah, some good cars going home. He was one of them. Um, Truex got the provisional, and he chose not to race in the last chance to get the car ready and make sure it could make the final. Great decision by him and his team, by the way, not to do that. Um, not put it in harm's way. You know, some guys were thinking that they would race it to try to dial in the car, but ended up being a, a good decision not to do that. Um, but how about the race? I mean, Joey Logano wins over Kyle Busch. That was a fantastic uh, finish there. Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, uh, William Byron, Custer, Bell, Almendinger, and Harvick rounded out the top 10 there. Uh, Denny Briscoe and... Reddick all had mechanical failures. Reddick was the most interesting. He had some comment comments there. He was the leader when um, he was dominant early on. Quite frankly, um, Briscoe was coming through the field as well, and they were shifting a little bit. And we were wondering what happened there, and Reddick made some comments, but he actually clarified his comments on SiriusXM the next morning, saying the car was actually more durable than the last one. He said when he thought back on it and what he did um, – that ended up breaking the car. He said it probably would have happened on the first time with the last car, but with this car, it actually was the third or fourth time he did it. So he did clarify those comments. 
they were talking transaxle, and apparently the transmission is kind of set further back in the car, and that's what they were talking about. And then they started talking about uh, maybe it's too small of a cooler or anything. But it actually came out in the wash that it was actually the drive shaft that actually uh, uh, failed on both of them cars. And it's really amazing that they failed while they were on a caution lap. Um, so um, apparently... Uh, I've been kind of checking out here and there. I'm hearing rumors that they actually see where the fault is on that and they should be able to figure it out. But uh, they don't think the, they're gonna, it's all going to be trial and error until they get to Martinsville. And then uh, and they're going to see if, uh, if that rears its ugly head again or if, if they corrected that problem. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. And it's going to be a part of the growing pains. You know, you expect to see some of this stuff a little bit there. So, um, that was interesting. I'm glad uh, Tyler came on and I was able to catch that on my lunch uh, one day because it was interesting comments that he was talking about uh, over the lunch hour regarding the car there. Um, you know, the other incident that happened that you and I were going to talk about here was uh, Larson getting into Haley and, and Haley hitting the wall and the, the car, that one was uh, damaged pretty good as well. Uh, Larson didn't know that Haley got pushed into him and still wrecked Haley came down on him. Haley couldn't get out of that incident, hit the wall. And I tell you what, that left front uh, was, was pretty badly hurt. Man, it turned that whole suspension on that whole left side. Yeah. Byron got right into, got into him and Haley and just bumped him and, and hit Larson. Larson didn't appreciate it or he definitely didn't want Haley to be on the inside of him, but uh, he just kind of swept him across the track and, it's just amazing how much da damage Haley got out of that car. It was just like, wow, unbelievable, you know. But uh, let's see how these cars look after uh, a major incident and see what, how they look. They're, I don't think they're compatible to what the composite on the Xfinity Series has. We'll see. Yeah, when you said that earlier, I kind of thought about what you were saying. I guess I didn't think about it. I was happy that it was going to the composite body like the Xfinity Series, but – you're right. Maybe it's uh, not going to hold up like we thought it would. Um, maybe it's the car design. I'm not sure, but um, the cars weren't going that fast and they looked pretty hurt. So it was kind of interesting to see uh, a Blaney wrecked as well. He was not happy with Eric Jones and he threw his Hans device. Uh, they didn't show a video. They didn't have the video of it. Unfortunately, I saw right before Blaney threw it and, uh, yeah, there was uh, – he ended up coming back on the track. They were able to um, kind of uh, fix it, get back on, maybe use it as a test session there. But uh, Blaney not very happy with Jones. On the flip side, Jones says he didn't appreciate Blaney uh, brake checking him, and, and that's he wasn't happy with that too, and that was just kind of the end result thing. So um, we'll see if cooler heads prevail as we move forward. Maybe someone will put this in the back of their head and use it during the season. Uh, it's always interesting because this doesn't mean much other than winning it and taking home the money. So uh, I remember even last year when Elliot got into Blaney and those two are very close friends and Blaney wasn't happy about it. So it's, it's always interesting to think about uh, the first few weeks, especially after something like that happens in a race that doesn't really mean a whole lot. And then you're talking about uh, the season. So yeah. it's just interesting. Yeah, you get to Martinsville, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're you're alongside this guy, and it's gonna it's gonna bring that back. Say, oh, I remember back in L.A., you know. Um, 
But uh, <laughs> that short track race, and that was all supposed to be for fun. But you know what? You still grind a few gears, you know, if you do somebody wrong. You know, it's like road rage out on Highway 41 every once in a while, too. Or you like to put somebody in a wall out there, too. But uh, same kind of deal. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But it could, that can cause a rivalry down the line for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here's a, another interesting fact about the clash. Uh, the last time there was a new track or a new track surface was Bristol Dirt. Know who won that one? Joey Logano. So he goes uh, kind of back-to-back on the new tracks, new new surfaces there, and uh, was pretty strong all day long. Him and, him and Kyle Busch had a pretty good battle there coming to the end. You know, Kyle was trying to get to his back bumper. He was just trying and trying to – he said it took three laps and he burned the tires off of it and he just couldn't get to them. Um, I think uh, everybody would have thought that that race would have been a bump and run at the very end. Um, clean race. Them guys, uh, a lot of them cars came out of that whole inc- whole series and them cars looked just, you know, perfect. Um, I think everybody expected that to be a wreck fest and it really wasn't. And I think everybody out there did a super job you know, what they did. Yeah, everything but last chance qualifier, too. That was the roughest of them all. There was little incidents uh, that damaged some cars in the in the big race, too. But all in all, uh, a great event, very clean events. Not at all what I expected when it was first announced. As it got closer, I got more excited, interested to see what was going to happen here. And, boy, I tell you what, NASCAR pulled it off. They deserve a round of applause for everything that they did. And you think – what could this open in the future? Could they do it somewhere else? Now, the, the LA Coliseum is a little different because it's a little bit of a wider uh, facility than normal. They used to have that running track around it, I believe is what they had. So it makes it a little wider. So it would be hard to do in like a Lambeau Field, Soldier Field, uh, Jerry World. Uh, be hard to do that there. Uh, maybe Wembley could be an option overseas. I know they did a press conference after the event and said they're not really thinking about overseas, but um, there were some rumblings about that too. So maybe eventually that would happen. But it'd be interesting to see what they do with the clash going forward because this was a home run. So um, what are they going to do next year to kind of answer? Are they going to go back there and try something? Are they going to go to different short tracks around the, the country there and funnel some uh, funds down to them, you know, and th- and that's the other thing. I heard a lot from the short track community saying that they should go to a already established facility and help the short tracks. But you have to remember, with NASCAR, yes, it cost a million dollars to to do all this, which seems almost unreal that it only took a million dollars. To be honest with you, but they recouped all that. They gained more fans by going out to LA. It's the biggest market out there, um, even for racing. So they gained more fans, more exposure. So it served its purpose. Could could NASCAR do a, a better job and maybe incentivize uh, these guys and girls coming down to race at the short track levels or somehow funnel more funds than just the occasional weekly series that they sponsor? Yes, probably. But I think the LA Coliseum uh, served its purpose and uh, did its job. And, and all in all, it was a great event. And I'm curious to see what they do in the future as well. Well, they wanted three more years before even the event even happened. You know, L.A. was already calling for it, you know. So, um, hey, 
everything's recyclable. You know, you can take the blacktop and grind it all back up, make blacktop out of it. You take the fences down and you stack them up on a flatbed and, and you haul them off to the next place. Everything's recyclable. So the first time that, you know, all right, it's a million dollars that they put everything into it, but they can recycle everything that they've got and they can go off to the next series and they can make it happen. Hey, if they're going to go this way, I'm going to like, I'm going to like the hell out of it. Um, some of these places where you're going to go, uh, I don't know, you know, everybody goes, hey, let's bring it to Lambo. That, that ain't going to work, but hey, maybe Soldier Field. I, I don't know. You know, maybe if you take out a few front rows, you know, rows of a stadium and just give you a little bit more elbow room or something. I don't know. See where it goes, man. But I, I hey, they hit a home run on this one and maybe they'll open the door to go somewhere else. And I, hey, I'm all for it. I love that event. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the future, like we said. Um, and again, maybe they can do something that'll help out the more short tracks, get more exposure, and kind of uh, refuel that uh, or bridge that gap from the short track to the NASCAR level once again. It seems that over the last few years it's been strained. Although I will say that more and more drivers do seem to be coming down and racing at the short tracks, which always helps. So uh, maybe there's a different way to add it to, to help out the short tracks. Uh, around here too but um, definitely served its purpose did a great job out at the the la coliseum well how about softballs at slinger yeah yeah bang i mean slinger would put a slinger would put out the same kind of show that you just saw in la just put softballs on it and you know (laughs) i think you need more than ten thousand ten thousand people to get in there because uh you know, if you could really build that up and turn Slinger into a Coliseum, uh, my God, I mean, Slinger would put out just as good a show as what LA did, but you yeah, know, so be it. But hey, who knows? Maybe this might have just opened something up that just maybe five, ten years down the road, you just might see it. Who knows? Just exactly. Don't know. So exactly. let's, let's uh, roll the dice and let's see how that goes. And so, but all in all, great event. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've touched on that too, as you just said. And what you think about Slinger putting on a show? I think uh, Madison would put on a heck of a show. You think about what we saw at the Coliseum with a little bit of the bumping and grinding and all that short track stuff. What about a place like State Park Speedway in Wausau, uh, Norway, very flat, uh, WIR, of course, in, in Kakana. There's so many tracks around here that would be cool to see. And that's what I'm talking about maybe they can incentivize it to make places like that. Maybe not necessarily bring the cup series, but maybe bring drivers down from the cup series to race or, or do something to funnel and and bridge that gap. But you never know. Maybe they do come to the short tracks, maybe for a one-off all-star race uh, clash, something like that. They travel, travel the country. This is going to open doors. And that was, that was the purpose of it. It's, you know, gaining the fans that in the biggest market, more exposure, trying something different. Maybe it opens the doors to add more exposure overseas. I know maybe people don't want to hear that, but it is a possibility. You think about how big F1's even becoming in the U.S., and they only race here once right now. That's going to change in the future. Uh, but going overseas, you know, you think about what the NFL has done and all the NFL fans now over in England because they've been going to London. They're going to be going to Germany, Mexico. Um, so you never know. It's it's this since it it was such a great event has opened so many doors. You don't know what they're gonna do next, but it worked and it served its purpose and it 
it's going to open doors that we, we probably haven't even thought of. That's good. So now racing season has started, buddy, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Hey, football's over as of tonight. And <laughs> yeah. so now let's talk racing. Here we let's go. Let's talk racing. You bet. Well, let's talk more racing. Talking about the changes in the uh, three series here, let's talk about the Camping World Truck Series first. Uh, the changes that happened in the uh, truck series, as far as we know, is uh, the O2 of Young's Motorsports. Kaz Gorala is going to race 11 races. Also, Jesse Little will join that team. Uh, there's been no plans announced for the truck of Jordan Anderson Racing or the 04 of Roper Racing. I know Corey Roper drove that 04 for a little bit, and the three of Jordan Anderson had a few different drivers in it this year, but now they advanced to the Xfinity Series last year too maybe they back off of of that a little bit here um another change was uh spire motorsports has a truck series team now they're going to be the seven truck austin hill is going to run Daytona with kevin bono Mannion as the crew chief uh we'll see uh what the rest of the season brings for that spire motorsports uh truck the cr7 truck uh which would actually be the nine truck cr7 is the um, name of the uh, owners that own that truck. They uh, bring on Blaine Perkins, who has raced in the Xfinity Series a little bit over the last few years. They have a per partnership now with GMS, so maybe that's a team that you don't expect to to run well. Also, they got a partnership with GMS, so maybe they they take off a little bit. Uh, no plans announced for the ten truck of Jennifer Joe Cobb. Uh, Young's Motorsports brings on Spencer Boyd to drive the truck, uh, the 12 truck. Um, here was big news around the state of Wisconsin. Here we just did that interview with Ty Majeski saying that he's going to go full time. That means Johnny Sauter in the 13 truck at Thor Sport. He will be part time this year. Uh, pretty pretty big news, but it makes sense. And you and I were kind of talking about he's probably going to be more involved with his kids racing. And, and he said it was kind of perfect timing to step back a little bit and do just that. Yeah, for sure. He's going he's gonna to be in a 47 car with uh, Tim Baines and Roger Roost, right? And yep. uh, so he's going to run there. But he's still affiliated with uh, with Thor, and he's going to run, I think, it's eight, eight uh, um, selected races. You know, I'm sure he's going to throw his hat in a ring at Martinsville, you know, because he always runs good there, and other selected races. So, you know, Johnny's still going to be around. But um, uh, I heard rumor that he just picked up a, a new race car, from the shop and he's got that home and he's building it and he's going to do a lot more racing around Wisconsin. So, uh, that, that, that's pretty cool too. So, uh, all in all, it's all a win, win, win when it comes to talking about Johnny Sauter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, seeing him more up here is going to be great. He's still going to hit a, a decent amount of races in the truck series. I think he has what, eight, eight, what you think with Thor sport. And then I think it's 13 in the 47 truck. Mm, I yeah, something like that. So um, it's going to be great seeing him uh, back up here, but still seeing him compete in, in the truck series where he's a wily veteran and, and a fun one to watch. Mm -hmm. um, uh, DGR, the 15, will be Tanner Gray again, but Jerry Baxter comes on as the crew chief. He was with uh, Bubba Wallace at Petty for, for a year or two and then also with Eric Jones. So he steps back into the uh, truck series where he was previously. He's uh, one heck of a crew chief there, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do with uh, DGR and Tanner Gray there. Uh, Hattori, the number 16, is going to be driven by Tyler Ankrum this year. You and I were talking off air here. That could be a truck to watch this year. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, Tyler Ankrum really ran good in that 26 team, and I haven't heard nothing about that team. But, you know, when uh, Austin Hill ran into that 16, um, he made, made that car go, made that truck go. And, uh, yeah, um, I was looking over the list, and you kind of pointed that out. I was like, oh, that, oh, that's a powerful team there. So, yeah, we should see something good out of that 16 team. Yeah, and you think they're just a couple years removed from Brett Moffitt winning the championship there, so that's always a, a truck to watch yeah, there. Well, be interesting cool. to see Tyler Ankrum coming over there where he had some success at GMS, maybe not as much as people thought, but maybe switching teams and, and uh, something new will help him in that truck um, mm-hmm. succeed more. Um, the DGR number 17, Taylor Gray is still going to be part-time. Ryan Priest is going to be in it for seven races. Riley Herbst will be in it in it uh, at Daytona. Um, Derek Krause is is back in the McAnally Higgleman number nineteen. The team switches to Chevrolet, and he's going to have Shane Wilson on the box. Shane Wilson was with uh, RCR at the Cup level for a while there, so um, that's a pairing that I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, we're hoping to have Derek back on here um, in the near future as well to talk about that. Um, you, what do you think about uh, that pairing with Derek Cross there, buddy? You know, also went to Chevrolet, you know, and then just kind of everything was kind of holding up. And then, you know, he got Colby, Colby Howard all of a sudden became a partner in there. So now that's a two-truck team, and that's only going to enhance that that racing team. I agree. I agree. Um, Young's Motorsports in the 20-truck, Matt Mills for four races, Danny Bone at the Tona. Uh, Grant Enfinger, here's another one that I'm looking forward to seeing. He switches from Thorsport to GMS. He started out his career at GMS, has been very successful. I was surprised that Thorsport went away from him full-time because he could have easily won that championship the year prior in 2020. Uh, I think it'll be big things coming from Grant Enfinger reteaming up with GMS, and he's going to have Charles Denike at at the top uh, of the box as his crew chief. Also with GMS, Jack Wood returns to the 24. He's going to have Tom Ackerman in his crew chief. And then here's another big one, Mark. Uh, you and I were talking about this off air as well. Matt Benedetto in that Rackley War number 25. Uh, how about that pairing? Yeah, he stepped down to the truck series, and uh, um, <laughs> he's happy with that. So he's happy to find a ride. Um, the 25 wasn't um, – who was it that was in the 25 last year that was trying to make it go? That was Timothy Peters that was trying to make that go. Um, and so we're, we're going to see where that team ended up going. Uh, they were just a little bit uh, underwhelming, but uh, Matt DiBenedetto should be able to bring that team up and be competitive. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, and in addition to Timothy Peters, after Timothy Peters and them split ways, Josh Berry raced that truck quite often um, yeah. too. So um, it'd be interesting to see what Matt Benedetto does, uh, you know, scaling back from the, the Cup Series into the Truck Series. Um, the on-point number 30 will be Tate Fogelman. Uh, the crew chief is still questionable. It might be Steve Lane. Um, no plans announced for the Realm Brothers number 33 and 34 teams. Um, you know, it's surprising. Some of these teams have uh, – there's not much information out there yet, and we're – not less than a week away from Daytona. <laughs> um, here, here's another big one. Front row, uh, number 38, will be Zane Smith this year. Todd Gillen steps up in the Cup Series. Zane Smith moves over from GMS, um, where he finished second in the championship. He hops in the 38 to replace uh, Todd Gilliland. That, uh, I expect big things from Zane Smith. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Everywhere he goes, all of a sudden he, uh, he performs really well. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't moved up to Xfinity, but uh, he should be able to dominate down there in the Xfinity series or the truck series. So he should be able to make a go of that. I am also surprised that nobody looked at him for the Xfinity series. Maybe they did. And he just thought his better option was in the truck series, similar to John Hunter Nemechek going from cup to the truck series. Maybe that is, but I'm surprised that um, one of those higher level teams didn't pick him up uh, for the Xfinity series as well. Um, Nice has a couple of new drivers and the 44 will be Dean Thompson. The 45 will be lawless Allen. Uh, those, uh, guys have some experience, but they'll be full-time at Nice this year. Then there's a new team. G2, G2G racing has two trucks, the number 46 and 47. The 46 will be Matt Jaskell. He has some experience. Uh, Tim Silva will be the crew chief. And then that 47, we're talking about Johnny Sauter has 13 races, um, there, Timothy Vaines will they have five racers, and maybe Roger Roos uh, will have some races as well. And the crew chief is to be determined. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But Johnny Sauter will enhance that team and get them pointing in the right direction. No doubt about it. Um, you know, here here's the biggest question mark that I, I can't believe nothing's been announced yet. The Helmar Racing number 52, no plans announced yet. I have to think that Stuart Friesen would be tabbed to drive that again. You know, he's he's involved with a lot of – he's got his fingers in a lot of things. It's amazing that there just hasn't been nothing nothing coming on. You know, I think there's going to be a snowball of all kinds of information come rolling in here probably starting tomorrow. Um, I, I still believe Stuart Friesen would still be in that vehicle. I mean, there, there's no reason why it wouldn't. It's so successful – and it's kind of it's kind of amazing that we've gone this far and we still don't hear nothing from that team. Yeah, uh, that was that was the biggest question mark for me. I couldn't believe uh, when I was doing my research that no no plans have been announced yet. Um, I too think it'll be Stuart Friesen, but you never know. Um, he's doing a lot of different things as well, so uh, we'll we'll wait to see. Um, interesting here, Timmy Hill will be in that fifty six Hill Motorsports truck full time this year. Him and his brother were kind of splitting that. Um, but as of right now, it's it's going to be Timmy Hill full-time. Uh, also, the team switches to Toyota. Uh, the, the Hattori team has two trucks this year, so not only do they have the 16, they'll have the 61 Chase Purdy. We, we've seen him race up here a little bit, has a lot of talent. Um, Matt Lucas will be his crew chief. That could be a, a good pairing there as well. And then we talked about this um, with him uh, last week, Ty Majeski, full-time at Thorsport with Joe Shear Jr., as his crew chief, and it was announced that Cincinnati will be his sponsor. Um, they joined that truck. Uh, that truck looks uh, awfully sharp. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cincinnati just kind of came up from right field, so I kind of read up on them and see what they're all about. You know, so, uh, hey, Ty's got a full-time ride in Thor, uh, Thor Sports. Um, I mean, he's got the best of both worlds of all. He's got the full-year sponsorship. Now let's see what his talent will do and and see what he does to uh, chase the championship here. Yeah, I was listening to an interview he did uh, uh, today with the uh, LTN. Um, and if you haven't uh, talked, if you haven't heard of LTN, they do a great job, a great program. Um, and he was saying this is the best shot he's had, um, probably by a long shot in his career. So uh, I'm looking forward to to watching. Obviously, he's a friend of the program. We're joining uh, almost weekly after his races uh, with us. So. Looking forward to that. Um, 
Matt Crafton has a crew chief change over at Thorsport in the 88 truck. Jeff Hensley will join on. Jeff Hensley, I'll tell you what, he's been uh, bounced around a little bit, but a fantastic crew chief. I think he was with Grant Enfinger for a few years, if I remember correctly. May have went up to the Xfinity Series as well, so that could be uh, a cool period as Junior Joyner steps back. From that, you spoke about this change, Mark, the 91 McAnally-Higgleman uh, racing. They have Colby Howard um, as a teammate to Derek Krause. Mark Hillman will be the crew chief. Uh, the CR7 team, they have a second truck, the 97. It's it's questionable, but it sounds like it might be Jason Katzmiller. Todd Myers might be the crew chief. They're entered for Daytona as of right now. And then uh, Christian Eckes will be full-time this year in the 98 instead of splitting with Grand Enfinger. As we just talked, Grand Enfinger moves on to GMS uh, racing. And then there's a bunch of um, teams that have no no plans uh, announced there. There's there's quite a bit. Uh, the Nemco number eight, Norm Benny number six, just to name a few. Um, the Henderson 75, that's a big one too, where Parker Kligerman was uh, driving a, a lot of races for um, – and then you talked about this a little bit. The GMS 2, 21, and 26 numbers were shut down. But remember, they, they will have a couple of full-time teams with um, the 24 or the 25 uh, trucks. So um, they have a few trucks, but they just uh, shut down those few numbers. So we'll see where it goes. But like I said before, uh, I think there's going to be a snowball of all kinds of information coming these next two, three days. And you're going to see where the, um, the, the it gets shuffled, and we'll see where the deck lays. Um, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, we'll, a lot of changes, man. There's a lot of changes in the truck series, and really competitive this year. So um, always the truck series, I always puts out the best racing. I think of the weekend. I mean, it's always usually the first race, and. Uh, um, very competitive, uh, very aggressive, short, shorter races. So they have to be aggressive. And that's why I really enjoy the truck series, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I have said that in the past as well, although I will say the Xfinity series, the last two, maybe three years has maybe been the best as well. Um, and there's a lot of change changes coming here too. We'll get into that now. Um, the number one JRM team, that'll be Sam Mayer. Crew chief uh, Taylor Moyer. So Taylor was with that eight team. They'll move over uh, to do the the number one as Michael Annette has retired from full time racing. Um, the O two of Brett Moffitt. He has a new crew chief. Chris Bowen will be the crew chief there. Uh, this is a big one here. Uh, Sheldon Creed moves to the RCR number two ride. Uh, crew chief to be determined as of yet. Uh, but that. Um, I have my eye on that two car this year. Also, I'll say this too before we go any further till I get your thoughts on the number two right here for RCR. Um, you know what will happen. You're talking about a snowball information. We'll put this out, and then probably about a half hour later, all of them or, or most of them will be coming trickling, trickling in just after we put this out. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that two team, if you think of the two team and the Xfinity or Bush series, how many champions have come out of that team, out of Childress, out of there. So, yeah, you know, Sheldon Creed laying in that car, just like, oh, my, that's going to be a stout, stout ride for sure. Yep, I'm uh, I'm excited for that one. Uh, JD Motorsports, the number four will be Bailey Curry. The crew chief is to be determined. Um, 
Brandon Castle moves on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, BJ McLeod, number five, will have a new crew chief for Matt Mills. Dave Ingram will be there. Uh, JD Motorsports, number six. Ryan Vargas will be full-time uh, crew chief to be determined for him as well. Uh, here's an interesting change to the SS Greenlight, number 07. Joe Graff Jr. is going to be back in that ride this year, but there's a team alliance with SHR, and they switched to Ford. So um, interesting there. Interesting news there because Ford – in the past hasn't had a whole lot of alliances or cars in the Xfinity series in general. So they pick up one there in the 07 with SS Greenlight and Joe Graff Jr. Yeah, they've lost a Ford, especially the 22, the best Ford in Xfinity. And all of a sudden they shut the doors on that. So yeah, Ford, Ford is, uh, don't have much competition there in the Xfinity series. Yeah. Um, the number eight, Josh Berry will be full-time with crew chief Mike uh, Bumgarner. He's definitely going to be one to watch. We saw what he did last year. Uh, Noah Gregson, this caught my attention as well, Mark. Noah Gregson has a new crew chief, Luke Lambert, who was with RCR, and then he teamed up with Ryan Newman over at um, Roush Fenway Racing, which is now Roush Fenway Kozlowski. Luke Lambert, I love that addition for Noah Gregson. That's going to be a heck of a combo there, man, for sure. That'll be interesting watching to see where that goes. Yes, I uh, I agree. Uh, Landon Castle, we just mentioned, he will no longer be with J.D. Motorsports. He picks up a heck of a ride. He'll be in that number 10 colleague racing um, um, ride with Jason Trinchera as his uh, crew chief. Uh, the 11th, the defending NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, Daniel Hemrick, moves over to colleague, so he moves over from Joe Gibbs Racing, hops in that a number 11. He'll be doing some part-time stuff in the Cup Series as well. That will be uh, definitely one to watch, too. And then uh, Bruce Schlicker will be the new crew chief for the College Racing number 16. Looking at that College Racing team, I mean, stout once again. Once again, you bet. That's the team that probably sets the bar to see how uh, how this is going to work out for the Xfinity Series for sure. Yep, yep. Um, SS Greenlight will have a second car this year. The 17, Cole Custer, will be in it for four races. Chase Briscoe has one race. The crew chief will be uh, determined at a later date. Remember, they have that alliance with SHR, so maybe they'll filter in more races for Custer or Briscoe or add some other drivers in that 17 ride. Um, this was just announced the other day. Trevor Bain is going to have seven races with crew chief Jason Ratcliffe in the number 18 Joe Gibbs racing car. Um, boy, we haven't seen Trevor Bain in, in a few years. He uh, ended up racing for Nice for a few races uh, a couple years ago. But uh, Trevor Bain shows Joe Gibbs racing number 18. Uh, what are your thoughts on that pairing? Remember, he won the Daytona 500 out of nowhere, you know. So, uh, kids got talent. Um, he's been around. Boy, he's, he, he's landing in a very decent ride. Uh, might only be temporary for this year. Uh, but I think that could be a sort of something that could be full-time later down the line. Yeah, and he's bringing a sponsor with him, so if he can bring some money and, and get a ride like this, maybe it's almost like the Ryan Priest route. Remember when he was full-time, backed it down to part-time with Joe Gibbs Racing, he performed so well that they ended up getting a cup ride out of it. So maybe that'll work out for, for Trevor Bain this time around. Um, the 21, here's another interesting thing for RCR. The 21 will be Austin Hill. Uh, former truck series competitor and contender with uh, crew chief Andy Street. So that's going to be one to watch as well. Need just a little luck on that side. Austin Hill always seems 
in little ways being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, if he uh, if he can just get himself uh, straight and get uh, get the luck on the right side, that's a team that's going to be really competitive too, for sure. Absolutely. Um, be interesting to see. I got my eye on that one too. Uh, our Motorsports goes with a uh, second team again this year. The 23 will be Anthony Alfredo full-time. He mo- moves back from the Cup Series a little bit. Um, he's going to have crew chief Pat Trison, and that name ring the bell with me. I think he worked with uh, Rusty Wallace for quite a few years. Uh, he definitely has a lot of experience in the crew chiefing role. Uh, Sam Hunt, the 26 member, that was kind of a mixed ride. That'll be a mixed ride again this year. Ryan Truex, Jeffrey Earnhardt, John Homer Nemechek, Derek Griffith will get uh, his first shots in the Xfinity Series. So that'll be a mixed bag again with uh, crew chief Alan Hart. Um, this is an interesting one as well. Jeb Burton moves to R Motorsports in a third ride, the 27, with crew chief Chad Walter. You and I talked about this off air. He could be a sleeper to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. You know, he really performed when he was in that 10 car, you know. And, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see his talents come out in that 27 car. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be uh... – be interesting for sure. You know, you think about Brett Moffitt being in the O2, and then they were pretty impressive. Their rookie year, they did pretty good uh, last year as well. Um, so, um, one to watch. There, there's a bunch of these to watch in the Xfinity series. Huh. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's another one. Jordan Anderson racing that 31 car. Mike Snyder's full time. There's been a contender in the past. Um, this is this is a cool one too. Jesse Wuji. This was announced uh, last year. Um, he'll be in the 34. You know, Jesse Wuji is a, a Navy veteran. He, uh, crew chief will be determined, but there's a partnership uh, with Emmett Smith. There'll be a Chevy team. Um, but um, great for Jesse Wuji. Uh, seems like a great guy, Navy veteran, teaming up with Emmett Smith. Uh, really, really cool. Well, if he's Navy, man, he's on my side. So there you go. I'll cheer him on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Shane Lee, you remember him? He raced for RCR for a little bit, was a, a good racer in the ARCA series. He's going to step into the Emerlene Gase uh, racing number 35. That'll be a Toyota team, crew chief to be determined. Uh, DGM, the 36, Josh Balicki, Wisconsin's Josh Balicki, will be in at Daytona with Alex LeBay doing 18 races after that. Uh, the crew chief will be to be determined later. Uh, here's another Wisconsin driver back to back here. Parker Retzloff, 10 races in the 38 RSS uh, ride. CJ McLaughlin will also be in that ride for 14 races. So that'll be cool to see what Parker Retzloff can do. Uh, he had some success at the uh, ARCA series. Um, we saw him race around State Park Speedway uh, for a little bit. And then he's one hell of a uh, eye racer as well. Um, but CJ McLaughlin, there's another young uh, kid coming up that's been impressive. Um, Alpha Prime, the 44, Tommy Joe Martins, Raja Cruz, Cesar Baccarella, Ryan Ellis. Um, Kaz Grala will be splitting that ride with crew chief Dan Stillman. We've gotten to know Dan over the years, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Alpha Prime will have a second ride as well, the 45, Sage Karam. Uh, Ryan Ellis, Kaz Grala, Howie DeSavino the third will split that ride. Sage Kiram's an interesting uh, one to me. Um, he was a good IndyCar uh, racer, had some bad luck, and he's going to uh, 
continue to try his luck in the Xfinity series. I think that's very cool. Um, the 47 will be Greg Golding for Mike Harmon uh, racing. Uh, the 52 Harrison Rhodes will be in it for 11 races. That's the Jimmy means 52. Uh, Timothy Vaines will be, you know, we just talked about him being uh, teammates with Johnny Sauter down at the truck series. He'll be in the 74 for Mike Harmon at Daytona. Crew chief to be determined there. BJ McLeod has Josh Williams joining that 78 team. That's going to be an interesting pairing. Josh Williams has had some success at DGM in the past. So I think that's a good pickup for them. Crew chief will be Danny Johnson. Uh, DGM 91 will be Mason Massey with the crew chief to be determined. Uh, DGM will also have the 92 still with Kyler Weatherman. So Weatherman moves over from, I think he was with Mike Harmon in that 47, moves over to be in the 92. And then BJ McLeod again in the 99 with Steph, uh, Stephen Parsons, who will be full-time with Mike Tice uh, as his crew chief. You know, you, you cut two Fords out here. You know, we had a, you know, you didn't say Ryan Sieg. You know, that's a hot Mustang that always runs on a different strategy all the time. When some pit, he don't. When he, some don't, he pits. So Ryan Sieg is always interesting. And a Riley Herbst in the 98. So there's another Mustang that's, and that's just the, the only Ford camps that are left out of there. And then uh, you and I were talking about, uh, off air about Ty Gibbs and uh, you know, he's not all of a sudden there's been nothing said here and we're waiting to see that's going to, that news is going to come out within the, you would think in the next two, three days, either he's going to land in that 54 car uh, with a monster or he's going to end up with a 20 car, which is probably one of the most stout vehicles that Harrison Burton just got out of. And so Ty Gibbs is, uh, is also going to be a part of this Xfinity series championship. I'll run also. Yeah, absolutely. So I just went through the the changes, not all the drivers there. Yeah. Um, Ty Gibbs is in, an interesting uh, one to see. If I, if I had my guess, I think he's going to be in the 54. I don't have any knowledge of that. Um, and my guess would be that they would have uh, either the 54 or the 20 kind of be a mixed bag with maybe some Cup Series drivers coming down. Um, but, yeah, nothing has been announced for sure. He will be in the Xfinity Series, that we know. Um, so he will be uh, one to watch as he – as he always is. Um, there's a couple of unsure announcements yet. The the JD Motorsports number zero, the uh, MBM number 13, that has rumors of being Stephen Light and Chad Fincham maybe splitting that ride. Uh, the JD Motorsports number 15 also is unsure, and the Hattori number 61. Remember, they ran a few races with Austin Hill over the last uh, few years. Um so be interesting there. Then there's going to be some part-time uh, rides here. So Jeffrey Earnhardt is racing for Sam Hunt, but he'll be in the 24 at Daytona. Um, ACG racing, there'll be Chris Cockrum at Super Speedways, potentially. Kyle Sieg will be in the 28 instead of the 38 for RSS uh, part-time. Uh, Chad Fincham might be part-time with MBM in that 42. Uh, Joey Gase in the 53 for Emmeline Gase uh, racing. Uh, the Bassett team, the Bassett brothers, uh, Ronnie Jr. and Dylan Bassett in that number 77, they'll be part-time. Uh, SQR racing, um, the 87 will be Raphael Lassard. That That's going to be cool to see him back on the track. That's a, a guy with a lot of talent. Of course, the JRM team, the, the 88, Dale Jr. will run his one race at Martinsville. 
And then we'll have Miguel Paluto at the road courses. Um, Shepard Racing in the 89 is still working on, on things there. Morgan Shepard's team. And then DGM number 90 will have Alex Abay at Daytona. Then he'll be in the 36, as we mentioned. Uh, Josh Balicki will be in the 36 there at Daytona. Talk um, about a whole bunch of changes and everything that's going on. I mean, <laughs> you really got to do your homework to keep up with all this stuff, dude. It is. And, and since you touched on it, that's why we didn't do sponsor announcements other than Ty, because that was the news that we had talked about previously. There's so, I mean, look at all the changes that we just went through and people probably will have a hard time listening to all of that. If we did sponsors on top of it, it would be a three hour podcast just going through that. Um, you know, not expected to run. We'll announce that here for the Xfinity series. The uh, 20 or the 54 for JGR is not expected. I still think there might be something uh, going on with maybe the cup drivers coming down, whatever ride uh, Ty Gibbs isn't in. And then the uh, big loss is the 22 Penske uh, team there that we just talked about. Amazing how that went away. Um, you know, but it is what it is. You know, it's just like, well, the 22 Penske car ain't going to be there. And so that just opens it up for so many more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's move into the Cup Series here before we get into some to, into some news. Uh, luckily, not as many changes in the in the Cup Series. Um, Trackhouse uh, bought the uh, Chip Ganassi team. They kept the number one, uh, which will be Ross Chastain this year. Uh, the Penske number two will be Austin Sindrick. He replaces Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski goes into the sixth ride for Roush Fenway. Kozlowski is a part owner in that team. He'll have crew chief Matt McCall. Matt McCall was previously with the uh, number one Chip Ganassi team with Kurt Busch. They had some success there, so um, I think that'll be a good pairing for Brad. Uh, Eric Almarola has a new crew chief this year, Drew Blickenstorfer. He moves over from Michael McDowell's team. That was announced late. Also, we should mention Eric El Eric Almarola announces that this will be his last full-time season. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, Mark, but he posted a thing about going short track racing and going back to grassroots, um, which was at uh, the Dixieland 250, or excuse me, the Gandrew Dog Group 250 at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. We got to talk to him a little bit there. Uh, very nice guy. It was very cool to see. Um, hope maybe he'll do some more of that stuff. That would be pretty cool. I know him and uh, the Waters Motorsports crew is pretty tight, so it was cool to see him down here. If you haven't caught that, go watch that. It's behind-the-scenes stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, but I'll be sad not to see Eric Omerola in that 10 ride. Uh, very respectable driver. Uh, maybe didn't have the success that he wanted or, or some others wanted, but very respectable driver. And he's got some family things that are going on, too. So that's another reason why he's going to step back just a little bit. But um, – yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that team goes and where he, where he ends up this year. Yeah, it's a common theme when you see these drivers step away lately. Is family, you know, you think about Dale Jr. Um, recently, Eric Omarola, uh, Jeff Gordon, um, Johnny Sauter. We just talked about him, so it's a it's a common thing. Family is important. And I tell you what, this sport is one of the most grueling on families because they're gone quite often. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you think about their work in the shop and working all week, and then on the weekends is where you go to travel and, and go racing. So, um, well, you think you think about the racing fan too, and how much he's on the road too. You know, there, there's some sacrifices going on there too. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So I can definitely, definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Blaney will have a new crew chief. Todd Gordon retires. Uh, Jonathan Hassler will be the new crew chief for the 12 machine. Uh, Rick Ware racing the number 15. David Reagan will be in it for the Daytona 500. Uh, James Davison, Joey Gase, Garrett Smithley are kind of unconfirmed there. They might be in that ride. Ryan Priest will be in that ride for a few races with crew chief Jason uh, Hofteling. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. I'll tell you that. I think you, I think you um, did good on that. Yeah, <laughs> you did good. Yeah. Um, colleague, the number 16, that'll be like an all-star ride. A.J. Allmendinger, Daniel Hemrick, Noah Gregson will split that ride. That's going to be an interesting to watch uh, as well. Uh, the next change to Wood Brothers 21. This will be a good one, too. Uh, Harrison Burton moves over to the Ford family with Wood Brothers Racing. Crew Chief Brian Wilson, who has a lot of experience as well. That will be uh, – That will. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Harrison Burton uh, does. I feel like he underwhelmed a, a little bit in the Xfinity Series. Did very well, don't get me wrong. Um, but didn't win as many races as I, as I thought. You know, there's a lot of Burton in that kid, you know, just like easy, consistent, good racer. Uh, give him some seat time. Got a full-time sponsor with Menards, good team. Um, Going to get the best experience on his rookie year and see where this career goes after this year for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, you think back uh, of guys who may be underwhelmed or, or maybe, you know, there there's people who catch talent better than we do, right? Um, Jimmy Johnson didn't really perform at the Xfinity Series all the well. He's a seven-time cup champion. So you never know uh, that Wood Brothers ride. Can Harrison Burton get in win number 100, which a few drivers have been trying to get now? That would be pretty cool if Harrison Burton, with his lineage, would be able to get that. Yep, yep, for sure. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, that's a stout team, man. And, and I love to see the talent of Harrison Burton. So, um, yeah, let's see where it goes, man. He just got to have the seat time to see where it goes. Absolutely. Um, Justin Haley, uh, full-time with colleague in the Cup Series this year in the 31. He was very impressive at the Clash. Uh, he'll have crew chief Trent Owens atop the box. Uh, we just mentioned that Drew Blickenstorfer moved over from Michael McDowell. Uh, team is crew chief Blake Harris moves into that ride. I think Blake was with uh, Truex for a few seasons, so uh, he has a lot of talent. A lot of people respect him, so it'll uh, be cool to see Blake Harris get his shot as a crew chief. Uh, Todd Gilliland is uh, full-time in the front row number 38. I know you're a big fan of that. Um, Petty GMS is, uh, you know, we should we should talk about this too. Petty GMS now instead of uh, just GMS and Petty separately. They come together on a deal. They have two teams now, the 42 of Ty Dillon, who was initially going to be the 94. Since Petty and them came together, they decided to do 42 and 43. Ty Dillon in the 42 with Jeremy Donnelly on, on top of the box. Eric Jones still in the 43 with crew chief Dave Ellens, who was previously with uh, Junior Motorsports Xfinity program. Dave Ellens, that's one I'm going to be watching too. I have high hopes for Eric Jones and Dave Ellens. I think that's going to be a great pairing. You know, with a teammate like that, to them two like that, that's just an interest, interesting pair. And, uh, We'll see where that goes. Um, be, it'll be worth watching to to see what uh, with GMS joining Petty here, and we'll see where that goes, man. Yeah, yeah, there might be some growing pains uh, um, with a new team coming in, and then them kind of making this kind of late. Of course, they probably had a good idea of it before it was announced, but 
Um, interesting to see what will come from that. Uh, 2311 goes to two cars uh, with that Toyota team. Kurt Busch will be in the 45 for them. Uh, crew chief Billy Scott, who was previously with uh, Stuart Haas Racing, so some familiarity with him and Kurt Busch. So that could be an interesting pairing. Um, <clears throat> Spire Motorsports in the 77, Josh Belicki, uh, Wisconsin's Josh Belicki again, uh, will drive the majority of the races. Landon Castle may drive a few with crew chief Kevin uh, Bencourt, or excuse me, Bellencourt. Uh, Kevin Bellencourt, he's been at the Truck Series uh, a little bit. He's a respected name in, in the um, racing community, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do with that Spire team. And then uh, Live Fast Racing, new crew chief for BJ McLeod, Lee Leslie will be atop the box there. And then <clears throat> part-time teams, Team Heselberg with Loris Hesemans and Jock Villeneuve uh, split in time. Jock Villeneuve will be in the Daytona 500 for that team. Uh, that's a brand new team. The team will run road courses and short tracks after the 500. They are a Ford team. The crew chief will be uh, determined at a later date. Uh, this is an interesting one. We've heard about this for the last few years. The money team with Floyd Mayweather. Uh, they came out with the number 50 car, Kaz Grala, or excuse me, Kaz Grala, uh, tab to drive that one. Crew chief Tony Erie Jr. atop the box there. I <laughs> loved hearing that. So that's... Uh, that's going to be one. They're going to drive in just select races this year, so uh, there'll be a Chevy team. Uh, pretty cool to see some of these celebrities come on. You know, we've seen Michael Jordan come on, uh, Pitbull with Trackhouse, and now um, another one with Floyd Mayweather. It's pretty cool with this new car, seeing some new people coming. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. He decided he's going to throw some little cash at this. So, yeah, there's different people from different sports that come in and they throw some money at this and try to make a go of it and Hey, that's only going to expand the sport, man. We love it. Absolutely. And, you know, the common theme between all this is they said it wouldn't be possible unless they had this new car. So this new car is bringing some uh, newer people in, which is always great. Uh, MBM, the number 55, will be J.J. Yaley for the Daytona 500. Beard Oil will be Noah Gregson in the 62 at Super Speedways. Remember, unfortunately, Mr. Beard had passed away last year unexpectedly. Uh, Noel Gregson will go ahead with be the driver of that team as they continue. Um, and then the unsure team will be the Gaunt Brothers, number 96. No, no plans announced there, unsure of what they're going to do. And then not going to be competing this year will be the Starcom, number double zero team, uh, the JTG Doherty, 37, Rickware, 52, and 53. Um, so not not a whole lot of changes, but some new teams and uh, some crew chief changes for the most part in the Cup Series. Yeah, Priest gets out of that 37 car, but, you know, he's uh, he's going to be racing a little bit here and there, and he's going to be a backup driver in case if somebody yep. comes down with COVID or something, that he's going to be there for Stuart Haas, and um, yep. he's going to go into other series to keep himself sharp. Um, kind of unique. It's kind of different, but uh, he's going to have a wheel in his hand somewhere through the – through the season, so yeah, that 37 got dissolved. Um, so, but uh, good, good for him that uh, he'll be able to race in uh, different kind of series as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Priest, a uh, driver with a lot of talent, uh, wins a bunch of races in the modified, uh, performs well when given the right equipment uh, up here uh, at the top level. And uh, I think, you know, they said that he's taking a similar approach as Alex Bowman, but I feel like it's a little different and hopefully he can get in a top tier ride 
uh, if it's that Xfinity Series truck or, or cup, he definitely deserves to be in the top three. Yeah, so, you know, you got to keep yourself sharp. So as, as he's going through it, racing like that, he, he keeps them relevant. So we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, you're going to see Ryan Priest running on all kinds of different series and running different stuff. So good stuff there. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so a lot of changes. Thanks for sticking through that uh, for us. I know a lot of people like us to go through those changes. Um, so uh, I'm sure there will be more. Uh, coming and announced here soon. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty. So uh, let's get into a little bit of news before we go into our playoff predictions here, Mark. Um, Alvin Kamara, who is um, who was announced, I believe it was last year, as NASCAR's growth and engagement advisor. He was arrested with uh, battery intent to injure along those lines uh, after the Pro Bowl there. So that's unfortunate. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. NASCAR Cup drivers have formed the Driver Advisory Council to represent drivers in issues of safety and enhancing the sport. Uh, Jeff Burton to direct the council with the board of Kurt Busch, Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Daniel Suarez, Corey LaJoy, and Kyle Petty. The goal is to collaborate slash improve uh, communications with uh, NASCAR owners. So that's uh, kind of interesting. They tried that a few years ago and it, it kind of disbanded. It didn't work very well. They felt like they weren't being heard. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, how about this? Ty Majeski goes down to Citrus uh, Speedway down there in Florida and dominates, leads all 125 laps, outlast Bubba Pollard. Uh, dominant performance by our friend Tom, Ty Majeski down there. Yeah, he got a $15,000 payday out of that, and they said nobody had nothing for him. Um, I got word tonight that there was only like maybe five, six competitive cars there, but uh, so be it. Ty, uh, Ted, Ty led every lap and uh, started out a super late uh, super late season off with a bang. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the beginning of a super year for Ty, it looks like, coming up. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe he would go over to New Samirna and Citrus went so well. I know it doesn't didn't pay as well as, as Citrus, but thought in years past they've gone and do that. But he said it doesn't have a scratch on it, and they want to keep it that way. So it's coming back to Wisconsin in, in a perfect condition. So not going to do that. And then uh, some un unfortunate sad news. Uh, Kevin Olson, who we didn't know um, very well, uh, he was a Sun Prairie legend, um, won, I think it was 47 races, multiple championships down there. He uh, passes away. So some sad news in the racing community. And also, we should also mention um, Mike Meyerhofer Jr. had had an accident. We're thinking about him. There's a, a meal train out there. So if you're able to give, go and go and check that out. So some unfortunate news for a couple of people and, and all the other people. It's been a rough fall. Rough winter for a lot of families. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Reichenberger is just to name one. Um, hopefully they continue to do better. And if you're able to help in any way, please do. And, and continue the thoughts and prayers um, because they go a long way. Hey, man, that's how the racing family is, man. We are all concerned about our, our fellow man out there. You know, when we heard about Mike Meyerhofer got hurt, you know, and uh, we'll find out more about this. Um, um, he put a little message out that he's doing okay. It's going to take some time. Um it sure sounds like with the Reichenbergers, our prayers are actually being answered. Um, it sounds like things are going in the right direction with that. Um, so, yeah, um, this fall was really rough. You know, we had a lot of, lot of people that were really hurting. And 
we've, we've lost some along the way here, but uh, um, yeah, if we, uh, we say prayers and we, that's how our, our racing fraternity works. You know, I, I feel like I'm a part of it. So are you, you know, we all care about each other. That's why uh, racing, racing people um, are so down to earth and that's why they're so friendly and it's so, so many neat people that we meet. That's why I love racing so much because it's such a, um, a people driven sport. And that's, uh, that's why it is number one on my list, dude. Absolutely. Couldn't, uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, well, let's move forward here. That's what they would want us to do. Um, we're just thinking about them. Let's go into our playoff predictions. We've done this uh, since we started this. It's been interesting. We've been very close on this. We don't do it as, uh, as a bet or for anything fun like we do the weekly things that we've been doing, but just kind of fun to think about who will be the playoffs, who will be championship four, and who will be the champion in the top three series. Um, so let's start with the Camping World Truck Series. Ten playoff drivers. I'll go first, Mark. Um, I have the four truck of John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith in the 18, the 23 of Grant Enfinger, the 38 of Zane Smith, the 42 of Carson Hosevar. Um, I had to switch this up a little bit. I apologize. I had it in numerical order, but I had to switch it up a little bit. Uh, the 16 I have in um, from Hattori Racing, um, uh, Gosh, forgetting the name here. Um, what number is that? 16. 16, Tyler, Tyler Ankrum. Ankrum. Yep. Uh, Ty Majeski, I have making the playoffs. Uh, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, and Ben Rhodes. Who do you have? I have. Uh, I also have John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, I like that Tyler Ankrum. You know, I didn't see that the first time. We kind of went to list beforehand. I'm just like, that's got to be a stout team, man. That's always been a championship team with Tyler Anker going there. Uh, Chandler Smith, Derek Krause going to uh, Chevrolet. I have a feeling, you know, that team is just getting better and better as we go. Uh, Grant Enfinger, you can't bet against him. Uh, Zane Smith, there's there's one that's going to really perform this year. Carson Hosevar, uh, Matt Crafton, uh, Christian Eckes, and Ben Rhodes is my, is my 10 guys that are in the championship round. So we differed on a, on a few drivers there. You have Derek Krause. I did not. Um, and then I had Ty Majeski, and you did not. Um, I'd so love we to have Ty. I'd love to have him in there. He's number 11 on my list. Yeah. Um, I just like he hasn't, he hasn't run a full season, and he has to show me that his luck will change. It's just like, you know, he's just got to maybe put a horseshoe in the, uh, in the glove box and, and prove to me that he can follow through. And, you know, I'd love to see it, man, for sure. I'd like to see that, but uh, I just couldn't get him on my list this year. And and similar to uh, your thought on Ty, that was my thought on Derek. Um, he was number 11 on my list, so close to getting in. Uh, the switch to Chevrolet made me hesitant. That's what ultimately had me thinking a little bit. I'm hoping it works out. Um, having a teammate should help, I would think. Um, yeah, I was just a little hesitant putting him in, but I ho sure hope uh, he makes it. Uh, who is your championship for and then your champion? I'll tell you what. While we were talking, I did a little bit of switching around here, just one little switch um, okay. before we came on air. Uh, the final four, 
will be uh, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, Chandler Smith in the 18, uh, Zane Smith in the 38, and Ben Rhodes in the 99. There is the awesome four that will be in the championship round. I am also going to uh, switch it up a little bit than what we talked off air. I'm going to go with John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Grant Enfanger, and my switch is going to be also to Zane Smith. I'm going to put Zane Smith in the in the championship four. I, I originally had Ben Rhodes, so I'm going to take Ben Rhodes out. I think it's hard to repeat, um, so I'm going to put Zane Smith. I have high hopes for him in that 38 team. Yep, that Zane Smith is the one that I added on, and I and I had Christian Eckes in the 98, and I backed him off and put Zane Smith in there. So that's the four there. So uh, we're thinking alike there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, so you have um, you have Rhodes, and I have Enfinger. That's the that's the difference there. That's so the difference there. Yep, I'm just gonna make that change here real quick for us. Um, did you announce your champion? I did not. Go ahead with that. That would be John Hunter Nemechek. When yep. he showed me at Phoenix the last, if he didn't have that little incident at Phoenix to finish that race, he was so dominant, even with a wrecked race truck. And uh, I can't see anybody beating him at Phoenix on a championship four. So I take John Hunter Nemechek. I had him last year, as you remember, um, and I have him again this year. So we agree on the champion. So John Hunter Nemechek. Um, yeah, sure. I think he's going to be hard to beat. Um, and I said that last year too, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xfinity series. Let's go into that, Mark. Uh, they have 12 playoff drivers. Why don't you start with your playoff drivers? Well, let's see here because I, I also, once when you added, uh, watch, see if I come up with 13. So keep track of this. All right. Okay. I got, uh, O2, Brett Moffat, uh, Sam Mayer. In the, in the one, number two, Sheldon Creed, uh, Justin Ald, Allgaier, fourth, Josh Berry in the eight, nine would be uh, Noah Gregson, um, 11, Dan, Daniel Hemrick, got to pick him. He's always uh, he's always good for second place. Uh, <laughs> unless the championship's uh, eight, on the line, then he goes ahead and the wins championship, it. And man, I was so happy <laughs> he did that, man. That was a heck of a race last year. Absolutely. Um, AJ Allmendinger. And then uh, in the 16, 19, Brandon Jones, always, always up front. Uh, Austin Hill in that 21. That's interesting. And you got to throw him in there. Um, Riley Herbst, got to pull for a forward once in a while. And Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs in the either 20 or 54. We're going to find out, but there's no way that he's not going to run somewhere. He's got to run the Xfinity series. Um, yeah. Does that come up with twelve, there, buddy? Yep, that's twelve. Yep. All right, so that's that's my twelve right there. How about you? Yeah, my twelve. Uh, so we differ on one driver again. I have uh, the two of Sheldon Creed, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, Landon Castle. I like. Uh, I believe in Landon Castle. I love his talent. He's finally in a ride that he'll be able to show it off. I think big things are coming for him and that colleague team. Uh, defending champion Daniel Hemrick in the 11 I have. A.J. Allmendinger, Brandon Jones, uh, Austin Hill in that 21 ride that you just talked about, the rookie. Uh, Ty Gibbs, Riley Herbst, and the 0-2 of Brett Moffitt. So, 
you have Sam Mayer and I do not, and I have Landon Castle and you do not. I'll take I'll take my lumps with that one. I think I, I think I like Mayer just a little bit over Castle. Yep, I'm just gonna circle those differences. We're here. gonna find out with Sam Mayer, aren't we? We are really gonna find out about him this year being in a in a stout car like that full time. And uh, we know the talents there. So now let's see if he can put it all together on a full season and see where it goes. Yeah, I, I would love to see him. And obviously being from Wisconsin, he has the talent. Uh, good kid. Last year kind of worried me a little bit, made me a little hesitant putting in because he had some really good rides and uh, something just always happened to him, bad luck or being in the wrong place at the wrong time or something happened. So uh, I, ho- I sure hope he makes it, but uh, just made me a little hesitant. I went Landon Castle over him. Yep, that's a good pick, though, also. So, uh, so who's your final four there, buddy? Yeah, so I will go with uh, Justin Elgeyer, Josh Berry, and Noah Gregson. So three uh, from JRM. And then I will go with uh, Ty Gibbs, who will also be the champion, in my opinion. How about you? Hey, I got the seven, eight, and nine also. Allgaier, Barry, and Gregson. But, uh, hey, I got to have the dinger, man. The dinger's got to get in there, and uh, I'll take A.J. Allmendinger. It's, uh, it's amazing. After you kind of told me about Ty Gibbs and say, like, where do I fit him in? But, hey, I like those four I got. And if Ty Gibbs can't get in there, man, that's going to be a heck of a championship. You know, and there's there's a few more here that could get in there. So uh, Xfinity Series is going to be – um, quite competitive and quite entertaining this year. Yeah, and who do you pick as your champion? Uh, it's going to be Justin Allgaier this year. I I like to think of Justin Allgaier as Mr. Consistency. You can almost guarantee he'll be in the championship four, and if everything goes right, he can make it happen. It just hasn't come to fruition yet, and this might be uh, – I like your pick there. It seems like he starts out slow as the season goes on, and then all of a sudden when it gets to be playoff time – then he's there. The team is all all hooked up and ready to go, and then he's ready to perform once it comes to the championship. When it comes to Phoenix at the end, there's nobody better at Phoenix than Justin Allgaier if he's in the final four. So that that would that's where that pick came from. Yep, yep, absolutely. We've talked about that, similar to Harvick, we think. And, yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, so Cup Series, uh, last series we're going to do here, uh, 16 drivers. Um I'll start. I have Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, William Byron, Cole Custer, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman being the 16 drivers. Okay, that's quite interesting. I got Austin Sendrick. I got to take him because uh, he might be just good on a road course somewhere. Uh, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvey, Kyle Larson. Um, somehow I snuck Brad Keselowski in there. Um, there's a reason why Ryan Newman didn't do well last year, and I think that team is really going to take a while to sort them out. But I think on some of them short tracks like Martinsville and Richmond, I think Keselowski can – actually do some point racing and get in. Um, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, uh, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, William Byron. 
Uh, Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman is my top 16. Yeah, so we uh, differ on two drivers here. I'm trying to find the second one. So um, I have Chase Briscoe and you don't, and I have Cole Custer and you do not. You have Austin Sindrick and Brad Keselowski and I don't. There, to me, I was going through this and I thought the truck series and Xfinity series were hard, but then you look at the cup series and you could find a way to say Ross Chastain will find a way to be consistent this year and make it in. Uh, Austin Sindrick, who you have, I didn't put in. Uh, Brad Kozlowski, past champion, you almost expected. I just didn't like what I saw out of them at the clash. That probably is going to come back and bite me. Um, you know, Eric Omarola, he made a way, he found a way to win at New Hampshire last year and, and make it in. Chris Busher, Bubba Wallace, um, Justin Haley, who performed quite well at the clash. What's that colleague team going to be? Uh, Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez, just to name a few that you could easily say if the circumstances were right, they could find their, their way in and, there's, it's going to be an interesting year with this new car and, and everything going on. And you could see a couple uh, unexpected or low-key drivers that uh, could get in. Like Daniel Suarez, all of a sudden just like, geez, you know, see where that goes. But, hey, Daytona, somebody wins, bang, they're in. Just that, It's just that easy. And it could be any one of anybody that's out there. And that just changes everything. All of a sudden, well, one spot's gone. And then the season starts and – all of a sudden, once when you start getting into week 20 and then you start like, hey, these guys still don't have a win yet. And and every year it's the same thing. We'll see where we'll see who's uh, who's there. You know, I talked to you earlier, earlier tonight about the, the schedule that comes out. And, uh, you know, I was telling you my feelings like if the first six weeks of the season, you know, we got Daytona, California, Vegas, Phoenix, Atlanta and Dakota, you know. If you ain't if you ain't up and running, you know, by the top six, you know, and I kind of told you the top six, and then I start looking like Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol, Dirt, Talladega. Well, there's the first ten races. You got to be after week ten. You better be up there in the points and be running because if you fall far behind after that, man, it's it's just going to come down. You better win or you're not going to get in the playoffs. That's a yeah. tough schedule the first 10 weeks of the season. When you were talking about that, I was like, I, I didn't even think about that. Um, at this time, I was busy trying to compile some things here. And you said, that. I was like, my gosh, that is, yeah, you're right. The first 10 weeks or so. And, and after that, it doesn't get any easier. But for sure, the first 10, you know, you want to start strong. And there's some wild cards in there that are <laughs> going to be so interesting um, you know, when you think about last year, what happened? Mike Modell wins the Daytona 500. He's in the playoffs. That was unexpected. Could Ricky Stenhouse do that? There's another driver we didn't even mention. You know, there's so many possibilities in this new car. It's going to be interesting to see how this evens things out um, and what happens there. But, um, yeah, but wow, interesting yeah. schedule, man. It's uh, I love the first 10 races. Just like, oh, and you better have your act together if you want to if you want to run for a championship. You better be stowed at them first 10 races out of the box or else you're yep. going to be behind and trying to catch up the rest of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, who is your uh, championship four and champion for cup series? My, my championship four would be uh, Kyle Larson. You got to go with the champ. Um, Kyle Bush. I see a lot of good things with his new crew chief. That's there. Um, let's see. Uh, Joey Logano would be uh, another one. And then, and then I'm going to take my favorite, Chase Elliott. There's my top four that's going to get in. 
my championship four is also Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. So we have the same championship four. <laughs> Imagine that. Who, who's your champion? Man, what I saw last year from Kyle, Kyle Larson, you know, I'd like to take Kyle Busch. I really like to pick him, but I just Kyle Larson, he showed me so much this last this last year that I, I think he's going to be the one to beat again. I say back-to-back -back for the champ, and I'll say Kyle Larson will win the championship. I did not choose Kyle Larson for a couple of reasons. I think it's hard to go back-to-back, -back, and the new car has me wondering if, if someone else will step in. And I think about the new car, and you know how we've heard about similar to Xfinity series, and then what I saw at the clash has me leaning to this driver. And also, I think the Fords are going to be strong this year. I'm going Ford. to go. I know. Are you coming I'm, on the? Are you coming to the dark no, side there, Lauren? I'm not saying that. The Ford gets you to the racetrack a lot of times. Around That's the state, true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go with Joey Logano to win the championship. The, the double deuces in 22. 22 and 22, yeah. Um, I, thought, I think. I thought of that, dude. I thought of that big time. Yep. I mean, you think about people who have done well in the Xfinity series, if this car is truly going to be closer to that, you think about Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. Um, I think the Fords focused on this new car rather than focusing on the old car, and they kind of suffered for it last year. I think that's one thing that's playing into their their hands here. He looks great at the Clash. Not that that means anything because we're not going to go to a similar track as that. Um, but I just, when I start to piece together some of the information, I decided to go with Joey Logano. And I totally agree with that. And then, you know, also you start looking at the other list, just like, you know, the next four that I look at, and you can place them in there. You know, when you, you look at Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex and William Byron and, you know, Alex Bowman. I mean, there's just so much that's out there for the taking. And, uh, hey, we'll see what kind of combinations and make it work, man. There are so many that could win this cup race, the cup series this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to, I think it's going to be, you know, Fox did this thing saying it was the greatest season ever last year. And I got to say it was one of the best, uh, very competitive. And we thought that was going to happen this year with the new car. So, can it be better than last year? Is there going to be more parity? There very well could be, and there was a lot of it last year. So what do you think about the new car, dude? You saw it uh, race out at, at uh, Los Angeles, you know, and we've seen pictures of it and everything like this, but to watch it perform and look at it, what do you think about this new cup car? I think it's interesting. I think it's going to – I think there's going to be more parity I don't want to say more than last year because last year there was a bunch of winners. I mean, how many weeks did we go with um, having a first-time winner on the season? There was quite a few. Um, the the part the parts failures are maybe a little bit of a concern as well. Although listening to Reddick, I think after he spoke on it and said it was better than what his comments said, gives me some hope in that too. The, here's one thing I'll mention too, because I was harping on this. The the door, the numbers on the doors, that is hard to adjust to. They came out, and I'll be honest with you, I noticed it, but it wasn't as bad as I I anticipated. I think the cars live on track are much better looking than the still photos. When I see a photo, it, I'm like, ah, uh, I'm I'm still not sure I 
completely understand why they did it. And I said that before, but um, it looks better when they're going around the, around the track than I had anticipated. So um, I think the new car again is going to bring some parity. It's going to even the, not, I don't want to say even the field, but it's going to make the field closer. And uh, I'm expecting big things out of it. The How thing that I noticed the thing I noticed is behind the behind the rear tires and how the back the back end folds behind the back tire and there's a molding that's the back end of that car that we've never seen before. It usually was just a, a plain piece of sheet metal that had braces on it and that was it. But now there's an actual body to behind that rear wheel that back tire that makes that whole rear end look totally different. And I'm sure that's going to change a whole characteristics of that car, that 18 inch tire. You look at that 18 inch tire and you think that it would take up so much of the wheel well and everything like that, but I don't see that. Um, I was so amazed of the drive off of those cars that were coming off with the, the drive off. Now, I don't know if they have a, a different kind of ratio with their steering you know, in the steering box to make it more that steers that they that they could do that, but uh, I was just so impressed of the drive off of these cars. Um, we're going to see see what these cars look like under the lights. You know, once when uh, you know that's when you really can see that's... when the cars look sharp, and uh, we'll see where that goes too. Um, Daytona is going to be very interesting. Um, hope the cars stay on the ground. <laughs> because nobody's had them at 200 miles an hour and turn around backwards and see what they do. Um, we're going to see how these cars, yeah, we're going to see how these cars hold up and uh, um, see what kind of damage. We're going to see a lot of cars that are going to get tore up, and there's a lot of shortages throughout the teams and everything like that. There's, you know, there's a lot of teams that are praying that they don't go through a lot of cars. Um, yeah, you know, looking one week away from the series, man, which is the, the opener, and um, all the way around, it's, it's uh, optimism, and I think, yeah, this could be the best season of all. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm expecting big things. Um, I'm a little nervous with how well last season went, which is great that we thought it would happen this year. So I'm a little nervous that it happened a year earlier, and the, and the new car isn't going to provide as much as I think it will, but. Um, that's where I'm at as of right now. Um, before we go here, we, we have an announcement to end it, but, um, we've did, we did this the last few years and we're going to continue it about our, our friendly wager and our weekly picks. It's hard to believe that Daytona qualifying is ready this Wednesday in a few days. Uh, but we're coming up to that. So let's get into our, uh, into our weekly picks. Who is your pick? to win the tri- I'll let you go first. You are uh, the champion of the season last year. I was the regular season champion. You are the champion of the whole year. You came back and beat me. It's going to be fun to get together with you this weekend and giving you your prizes, by the way. Um, but uh, who is your pick to win the truck race? You know, I told you you wanted to do a reset for the championship, and I said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. And I did. And so I strategically did that. And uh, it, there was little inv- luck involved, but uh, we made that all work. So you're going to give me for no, no, this, this year, the first guy that in the, that series that loses the next week, he gets to pick first. 
and yep. we're not going to pick identical. So the guy wants the, the loser actually picks them. The winner from that week's got to pick somebody else. So yeah, I am, I am going to go for the truck series at the Daytona, and I'm going to take Ben Rhodes is going to win the the truck race Friday night at Daytona. Okay. All right. Um, good pick. One last year uh, there, obviously. Um, I'm going to go with a driver who is always competitive everywhere he goes, but especially on the super speedways. I am going to go with Grant Enfinger. Yeah, I like that, especially at Daytona. Yeah, that'll work for sure. I'll go first with the Xfinity Series since you went first with the uh, Truck Series. Okay. Uh, this one's a little more challenging to uh, to me. Um, I am going to go with Noah Gregson. Now, remember, we can only pick these drivers three times throughout the year, correct? Three oh, times boy. we only get one driver. I think that that's what... how we talked about it. Okay. Okay. So with the truck series, like if there's 24 races and you can only use eight drivers three times or so. But we'll get into that as the season goes on. I'm going to take a flyer on you on the Xfinity Series, and he's going to pull out this victory, and he's going to yeah. spoil your Saturday. But we're going to take uh, we're going to take Austin Hill in the 21 car. He's going to take that Xfinity race on Saturday. That's a that's a good pick. I I like that he's been successful in the in the Truck Series. I think he's one of the the better plate racers. So. I like that. Plus, you're using someone who you're not sure how the season's going to go as a rookie um, and could steal one away. I, I like that a lot, too. Um, going into the Cup Series, who do you who do you got for that one? Oh, boy. I'll take 30 of them. How's that? And then you could have the scraps. You could have the other 10. <laughs> um, it's pretty much how it's going to go. Um I am looking at this, and for some reason, for some reason, I just think, and I'm just going to throw a major flyer at you, dude. This is just a roll of the dice. I'm going to take Justin Haley. No. I have a feeling that that dude in that car, and he showed the speed last week, I think Justin Haley is a is a dice roll and I think just to watch and see what's all left from the carnage and everything that he's gonna pull out and win the five hundred. Wouldn't that be great? It's interesting because you don't have him in your playoffs, but you're gonna pick him to win the race. So I it does you don't have, he doesn't have to necessarily win the race, but uh I'm mad at you because I wanted to pick him and as soon as you said I'm gonna do a flyer, I knew what you were gonna do. And that's who I was gonna pick. Um I'm looking at my just the playoff drivers here. Wonder if I should take a flyer. Try to beat you with it. Um I'm gonna go with Oh god, you stole my pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Very aggressive driver, but that that definitely could work. Now, doesn't that work also with this between you and me that if you win, you get two points instead yes. of one? Right? Okay. If, so if one. the driver you pick wins the race, you get two points. 
right. Yes. Gonna, so I forgot that we. This. And then uh, the winner after this gets. Uh, I think we're working on uh, five uh, five flags uh, snowball derby. Uh, I think it's tickets this year, isn't it? Because we're going to the snowball derby. Yes, it's tickets to the snowball derby. Uh, so there's and the losers, no I, and, and the losers got to eat steamed peanuts. You. No. You're speechless, aren't you? You won't yeah. even eat them. Yeah. No. No. Uh, um, I'll skip out of that one, but uh, me. Okay. All I could think of was when you when you said that is they're probably still by the infield guardrail, but um, <laughs> the other thing yeah. I thought of is that damn pothole on the on the walk back to the car. I saw it on the way in, but on the way out, I didn't see it. It was like walking on the moon, do it. It's amazing I didn't break my back that night. But you sure thought that was funny. But we ended up unscathed, and we were uninjured, and we made it somehow. But guess what? We go there next year. I'll be looking for that. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You it's bet. a landmark now. So, so question for you, because now I, I forgot about the, the picking three-time rule. Is that for all series? It is. And are we doing a regular season champion and season champion? Or we're just doing season champion. We're doing the whole season. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's 36 so. races in cups, so you can use 12 drivers three times or, you know, up to up to that. And then Xfinity has, what, 30 races, so you can use 10 drivers, and, and trucks have 24, so you can use eight. So that's pretty much strategically should work. And there's no rules on who we can use. So, like, if a cup driver would race in Xfinity, you can uh, you can pick that. You better do your homework, buddy, because I'm on yeah. you. I like winning, I, and I want to do it again. I have a feeling that I'm going to text you off air and change my Xfinity pick, by the way. Oh, really? You know why? You're nervous. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll probably keep it, but it has me thinking. Um, so <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that there, but <laughs> we, we have an announcement to make. We're going to be doing a fan challenge this year. We think it's going to be on Fox 11, which is out of green Bay Fox 11 finish line challenge. It's called, it has not been released as of this recording. What they typically do is they run it throughout the season and you pick the top 10 finishers and they give you points on where that car finishes, regardless if they're in the top 10 or not. Um, and if you pick them in the right slot, so let's say you pick the winner of the race, you get, I think it's 25 bonus points. And then also in addition to that, they only keep your top 15 best races. Mark and I has played this just for fun over uh, the span of, I don't know, five, 10 years here and there. Um, but we're going to do a fan fan challenge with that. If if for some reason that the Fox 11 racing does not work out, we'll go with NASCAR Fantasy, something that I'm less familiar with, but we'll check that out. We're going to give it till Tuesday, I believe. So you got a day or, day or two till we announce it. Uh, but the fan challenge, if you win the fan challenge, and Mark and I are going to just compete for fun just to be involved. If you win it and have the most points at the end of the season, the winner is going to win a four-day 
VIP ticket to watch the snowball derby. So we're going to gift, gift that. Usually it's, um, if they have a black Friday special, it's sometimes $65. Sometimes it's $80. But if you win the season challenge, we're going to gift you a four day ticket to watch the snowball derby. What a bargain do it. That is really cool. Yeah. Hopefully we get some good, um, we, you know, we love to talk racing. Hopefully more we can get more people to tune in and have some fun with us. That's the major goal for us is just to have fun. And um, hopefully that entices enough people to, to join the podcast, listen to it, and, and just have some fun. And regardless if you tune, tune in or not, just to have some fun, talk some racing, and, and go from there. Well, but, they deserve it if they've hung on for an hour and 44 minutes, if they've hung on this long with us and they've gone this far so that they can definitely be rewarded there's kind of like a bonus for hanging on this long with us absolutely and normally we try to stick around the 45 minute mark we've gone an hour over that now uh we knew this was going to be longer with um having to talk about the clash news and then uh, the changes and then our playoff predictions and announcing these challenges so we knew it was going to be longer I uh, apologize for missing it. We'll post something on the on the Facebook page, too, and then we'll post it to our walls like we normally do with the podcast. So um, thanks for hanging on for this long. Uh, if for some reason you're the winner of the challenge and you're going to the Snowball Derby and don't want to watch it, we can figure something else out. Um, yeah, we'll buy their ticket. Yeah, we'll buy it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll uh We'll do that instead and, and go from there. But uh, we'll announce that here in the next two days or so, just waiting for Fox 11 to get it out. Uh, we'll announce something on our Facebook page. So uh, tune into that. Thank you all for the for the time and, and, and support as always. Sorry that this ran long. Um, Mark, and it's a work in progress. We appreciate it. Um, Mark, as always, thanks for joining me. Um, Qualifying is Wednesday already for the Daytona 500. Then the duels Thursday, truck race Friday, Xfinity Saturday, and then the Daytona 500 on Sunday. It's amazing that we're here already. Uh, I can tell you how much fun I've had doing this podcast, going through our playoff predictions, going through our weekly pick for Daytona. Uh, looking forward to another another fun season, and I appreciate you so much, buddy. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, just have FS1 on all week, man. It starts on Tuesday. They got practice. And FS1 through the whole week until you get to Daytona for the 500 on Sunday. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely be having a good time on Sunday, won't we, buddy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And and uh, thanks. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. And, uh, hey, we'll see you soon. See you later. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.